Lakers hit over 400 against the Rangers at Globe Life Field. There's a high fly ball, left center field, struck pretty well. Tavares back at the wall, it is gone. Shohei Otani has reached number 42, and the hair flies around the bases with Shohei as he gives the Angels a 1-0 lead. Hey guys, that was Shohei's 42nd homer of the season, and that came in the third game against the Texas Rangers. Now that was Wednesday of last week, and to be honest... It was the first exciting moment of the entire series for an Angels fan. Game one, really bad. Max Scherzer pitched seven innings, only one hit allowed. Um, The Angels go on to lose 12-0. Patrick Sandoval got the loss in that game. Game two, the Rangers leave 7-3. And beat the Angels once again. Lucas Giolito with a bad game. Otani was combined one for seven. With no runs, no RBIs in those two games. So it was a really brutal start. And right off the bat, you give up two losses to the to the Rangers. And you've already lost the series. So you're going into game three. And you're in a far too familiar position of just trying to steal one game away so you don't get swept in the series. And sure enough, the Angels delivered. They had Reed Detmers on the mound, and Reed had been horrible. Two and nine record going into this game, giving up five-plus runs seemingly almost every night, really struggling, and he pitches a gem. He has a no-hitter going into the eighth inning. He ends up leaving after seven and one-third innings. But they get the win 2-0, and the winning run, of course, coming off of that Shohei homer that you just heard. That came in the first inning, so to hold that lead all the way, get the shutout, you'd think you'd be building some momentum going into the series against the Rays, and maybe it did. In the first inning, the Angels give up one run to the Tampa Bay Rays, but Otani gets a single, and Mike Moustakas doubles him home. And right away, they tie the game back up. And then in the next inning, bottom of the second, Hunter Renfro singles. Luis Rangifo singles. Shanuel walks, and honestly, it's like poetry. It's like it's scripted. Otani comes up with the bases loaded. And here we go. Otani time. Did he get it? Did he get it? He did! Wow! Shohei Otani first pitch, home run number 43. It is showtime! Talk about an electrifying moment. You can tell that the people are excited to see it. Shohei's second grand slam of his Major League Baseball career. The first one coming last year in May. And what I think is really funny about this is that, well, the ball is caught by a Dodger fan. I know I have a few Dodger fans who listen to the podcast. Could that be a sign? Is Shohei heading across town to play for the Dodgers next season? I don't know. I'm just joking around. But it's kind of funny that not an Angels fan takes away Shohei's second Grand Slam of his career, but a Dodger fan. 
Anyway, but the lead would not hold up. The Angels hit a player with a pitch, uh, Tyler Anderson specifically, um, and then give up a single, a double, a single. Next inning, a walk, a double. Pretty soon, it's 5-5. So just like that, all of that momentum is gone. Shohei would go on to strike out in his next three at-bats. They find themselves down 6-5, to five, but get a clutch home run off of the bat of Brendan Drury in the bottom of the seventh. It goes into the top of the ninth. Carlos Estevez takes the mound, and now Carlos Estevez has been a very solid uh, closer for the Angels all season. However, he's had some trouble as of late, and he starts off very poorly. He gives up a single. He gives up a second single. All of a sudden, you've got men on the corners, no outs, and then this happens. Sitting on a 6-6 tie, and Estevez is going to have to work hard to preserve it. The next one-two pitch home, another fastball hit on the ground to shortstop. Ren Hefo to draw, and they get the double play. Here comes Diaz trying to score. He's out at the plate. Wow! A triple play. <laughs> wow! I mean, a 6-4-3-2 triple play. It starts off like a normal double play. Ball's hit to the shortstop. He throws it to the second baseman. Gets the out there. Throws it to first. Gets the out there. But Diaz tries to get home from third, but the ball was hit so hard that it gets to second in a heartbeat. They throw it to first real quick, and they have time to catch him at the plate. He slides in, but he is tagged out. A triple play bails Carlos Estevez out of that tricky situation, but ultimately it was just delaying the inevitable Nothing happens in the bottom of the ninth for the Angels. It goes to extra innings. They give up three to the Tampa Bay Rays in the top of the 10th. Carlos Estevez wasn't as lucky in the top of the 10th. Yeah, they left him in. And, you know, just like that last inning where he starts with two singles, he hits a guy, he gives up a single. He gets two strikeouts, so you're starting to think, well, maybe he's going to get out of this inning with only one run allowed. I mean, that's pretty good considering the guy starts on second. But no, he gives up a RBI single, and then another RBI single is given up by uh, Aaron Loop. So it goes to the bottom of the 10th. They're down three runs and three straight outs for the Angels, and they lose this game. You have a grand slam by Shohei Otani. You have a triple play turned in the top of the ninth to push it into extra innings. And you just can't get that run that you need. You can't get the the pitching that you need. And and you squander another game. So thankfully, they're able to turn it around in game two. That way they can go into game three, potentially looking to steal the series. Now, Shohei went 0 for 3. No walks. So it was not a great night for Shohei. But Brendan Drury had himself a night. Three for four with a homer. And the Angels steal a win not only over the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 74 and 51 at that point, but they get a win over Tyler Glasnow. And Glasnow is the reigning pitcher of the month um, from the month before. So from July. Got to get a win off that guy. That feels good, huh? 
All right, so then we go into the second game of the doubleheader. Now, this game was scheduled for Sunday, but as you may know, there is a big storm heading up the Los Angeles, uh, the coast of the U.S. here, and they had to move that game to Saturday in hopes of playing it. If it were on Sunday, they think it would get rained out. So they move this game to Saturday. It becomes a doubleheader, and the Angels get clobbered starts in the fourth inning the scoring does they hold on for a while right three clean innings but in the fourth inning it all starts to fall apart um, a double puts one run up for tampa a ground out brings in a second a single brings in a third run a double brings in two more runs another double brings in another run it's six zero hunter renfro homers makes it six one we go into the sixth Another double for Tampa brings in two more runs. A homer brings in three runs. Another homer. Two more runs. Another homer. Two more runs. And a single brings in two more runs. And then in the ninth, a sacrifice fly brings in the 18th and final run for the Tampa Bay Rays. And earlier in the season, we saw the Angels win, I think, about 25-4. to against the Colorado Rockies, but today the Tampa Bay Rays lose 18-4 to in the rubber match to lose the series 2-1. to And for the Angels, it's starting to feel a little too familiar. I mean, since the All-Star break, there have been 11 series for the Los Angeles Angels. They have only won four of those series. Okay, and those series wins came against a struggling Yankees team, a very poor Pirates team, a very poor Detroit team, and then a struggling Giants squad. All right, we look at the teams that beat them in these series. They lost two out of three to Houston, a good team. They lost two out of three to Toronto, also a good team. They lost two out of three to Atlanta, a mega team. They got swept in a four-game series by Seattle, who's just barely above 500, but they're trending in the right direction. They then go on to lose two out of three against Houston again, two out of three against Texas, and now two out of three against Tampa. So if you ask me, guys, it's pretty clear that the Angels are good enough to beat losers. But when they play winners... The Angels are losers as well, and they've had a tough, tough schedule. I get that. Playing Houston twice, Atlanta, Toronto, Texas, and Tampa. Those are some tough squads. And you know what? If you can't win the series, you can't win the series. It's fine. But that's tough. And one thing I think is worth mentioning is that Could they maybe have won one of these series had Shohei been able to make a start last week? Because he's so fatigued, they actually gave him the week off. I don't know if you noticed, we talked about the series against Texas. That started with a loss by Sandoval. And then the second game of the doubleheader against Tampa, the final game of the week, that was also a loss for Sandoval. So we saw Sandoval have two starts during the week, and Shohei did not have a single one. So that's how you know he got skipped. Um, And the Angels said it was because of fatigue. 
So Shohei is definitely feeling it here in the final stretch of the season. Um, going into the last 40 games or so, he's tired. And they just let him skip that start, get a little bit of extra rest. And, you know, you can do it because they do have some depth at the starter position. Now, their starters aren't good, but they have plenty of them. And I feel bad saying that, but that's just the reality of the situation. So we look forward, and this coming week, we're going to see them play Cincinnati at home and then go off on a road trip to play the New York Mets. And then the next week, they'll play the Phillies before coming back to California, playing the Oakland Athletics, and then heading back home to Anaheim. So how are we going to do against Cincinnati? Well, first, let me just start by saying Cincinnati does have a winning record, and we don't see the Angels do well against teams with winning records. However, Cincinnati barely has a winning record. They are about three games over 500, so I would not put them in this category of teams that are going to steamroll the Angels. I would not put them in that category as the Houston Astros. But having said that, they are also a team who, like the Angels are a few tweaks away from being a serious contender. Are they going to do? Well, we really don't know. Uh, You rarely play Cincinnati since they're in the National League, and therefore there's not much as far as stats on Shohei versus these pitchers, much less Shohei versus the Cincinnati team in general. Um, He's only faced the franchise once. That was in 2019 in four games. Shohei was batting 571. He also had two walks, an RBI, um, and only one strikeout in seven at-bats. So pretty good stuff, but it's 2019. It's a completely different uh, Reds team, and honestly, it's a completely different Shohei, right? He evolves as a person and as a player, and it's been four years. So you really can't weigh that in, but we'll see what happens in this series One thing maybe we can look at is the fact that Shohei is going to get a start this series. He's going to be starting Wednesday in the afternoon game against Cincinnati. And Shohei has not pitched against the Reds yet. It didn't happen in 2019, so we don't know how well he performed against this Reds team. So it's going to be a first when we see him take the mound on Wednesday. But you have to think that Shohei is going to have his best stuff, just because when you look at his recent games as a pitcher, he has been very good. In fact, Shohei has not given up an earned run in three straight starts. He's gotten the win in three out of the last four. He hasn't registered a loss yet in the last four starts. And it's worth to mention, 19 straight innings without giving up an earned run. Pretty good stuff from Shohei. The Reds are good, but they're not that good. I think he could have another great start on Wednesday against the Reds. Who knows? Maybe this is a team that's just bad enough in the Reds that the Angels could take the series two out of three games. I don't see them sweeping, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lose two out of three. But you never count out the Angels, and you never count out Shohei Otani. So let's see what happens in that first series of the week. And then it feels like every week is the same to me because the Angels play a three-game series Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They have Thursday off. They play 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they have another series Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday off again. It feels like three or four weeks in a row that we've seen this. But anyway, they get a day of rest on Thursday, which I think is going to be really good considering Shohei pitches Wednesday, right? He's going to be a little fatigued because he just pitched. You get a full day of rest, a travel day, but a full day of rest. And then they go to New York and it'll hit on Friday. And I think Friday's matchup is maybe the most exciting of the three, at least to me personally, because on the mound for the New York Mets will be Kodai Senga. And Kodai Senga is, of course, the Japanese pitcher. who is He's very friendly with Otani. Um, and Kodai was the one at the trade deadline jokingly telling the press that Shohei was going to go to the New York Mets to join him. So this is Kodai's first season in Major League Baseball. And of course, since the Mets are in the National League, Otani has not gotten the chance to face Senga in Major League Baseball yet, but it should be a really exciting matchup. Kodai Senga actually skipped the World Baseball Classic, so they were not teammates for Team Japan during that exciting tournament before the season. He was, and I quote, preparing and adjusting to you know life in America for the upcoming Major League Baseball season, which is underway, of course, but still, two Japanese brothers going toe-to-toe. It should be a good matchup. But game two, Carlos Carrasco on the mound for the New York Mets. And Carlos does not have good stats this season. He's 3-7, and seven, a 6.42 ERA, and a 1.65 whip, which means he's putting one to two people on base every inning at least, and he's giving up 6.42 runs per nine innings. So not really great numbers there. And the good numbers, though, are that Shohei is three for four against Carlos Carrasco with a homer and three RBIs. Anytime you're batting 750 against someone, that's good stuff. I know it's a small sample size, four at-bats, probably just one ball game. But you got a three-run homer in there. You like to see that. So Carlos Carrasco, game two, look for Shohei to have a big game. And then in the third match, you have David Peterson on the mound for the Mets. He's got virtually identical stats to Carlos Carrasco. 3-7 and seven record, 5.45 ERA, 1.6 whip. Shohei's only got one at-bat against Peterson, but he got a hit in that at-bat. So he's one for one against him. Uh, who knows, right? Shohei could go off against him. You never know. So that's what you're looking at this week, guys. You got the Otani start on Wednesday. Should be a good one since he's been so hot from the mound. You've got a hot bat against Carrasco. Okay. Shohei does well against him. Three for four with a homer. And then you've got Peterson in the final game. And Shohei's one for one against Peterson. So, And I just want to say, these ticket prices are low. Tickets as low as $2 for the game against Cincinnati. And then for the Mets, tickets as low as $6 in that series. I tell you, it would be nice to see Shohei make some more history for as little as $2, guys. I know the Angels season is practically lost, and Fangraphs is currently putting their playoff chances at 0.5%. Yeah, it's pretty brutal, guys. 
And I don't blame them. Like I said, they've lost um, seven out of the last 11 series. So I understand why they're not expected to turn this around and make the playoffs because the wild card is so contested. Every team's good, it feels like, this season. It, it's tough. But even with the Angels struggling the way they are, Shohei is still having that magnificent season that we're watching. And right now, Shohei has 42, excuse me, 43 home runs through 123 games, which puts him on pace for about a 57 home run season. Pretty good. He's not going to break the record unless he has another monster month. And as fatigued as he is, he probably won't have another monster month. But I think you can expect him to keep hitting two or three homers every week for the rest of the season, which will definitely result in a MVP campaign. There's no doubt about that. In fact, we've seen articles coming out the last couple of weeks saying that basically at this point, Shohei's a shoe-in for the AL MVP. And the only question really is who's going to be the National League MVP. So right now, Shohei has 43 homers, and that's tied with Matt Olson from the Atlanta Braves. So Shohei is tied for the lead in home runs in both leagues, which is pretty cool. Olsen was pretty hot last week, and Shohei was not. So we thought it looked like sort of a changing of the guard, but Olsen has cooled down a little bit, which allowed Shohei to hit a couple home runs and tie up that stat. And in the American League, Shohei is just miles above the next guy in home runs. We have Shohei with 43, and we don't see another American League hitter until Luis Robert Jr. at 33 homers. So Shohei has 10 homers over the next guy in the American League. So to me, what I want to see out of Shohei this year is, number one, I want to see him lead the league in home runs. I want to see him beat Matt Olson because all the haters are going to keep talking if Shohei does not get the most homers in the league right? Shohei could have, you know, 56 homers, let's say. But if Matt Olson hits 57, people are going to be talking as if Shohei isn't one of the best hitters in the league. People are going to be discounting that season. And I don't know why they do it, but they do it. You know, you see it with Aaron Judge. People think Aaron Judge is a better player than Shohei Otani. Let's be honest. Judge is a great hitter, but Shohei's a better player and it doesn't matter that Shohei's a two-way guy Judge was the better player last year Shohei had an off season and he bounced back and has been better than ever but Shohei does the same if not better than Judge and Shohei's pitching right is he stretching himself a little thin yeah yeah he is Shohei is and it's starting to wear on him especially as a batter I think we're seeing it he's no longer as hot and as consistent with that bat as he was in June and July but that being said I mean he just hit a grand slam so he's still got some focus and he's still doing some good things hopefully he can kind of turn this not slump but turn this decline around and finish the season strong you see him getting that uh, extra rest from the mound not having to make that start last week, maybe that's going to be helping. But uh, as far as wins above replacement goes, Shohei's got a 6.2 wins above replacement as a batter, which puts him in a really good place. 
I mean, it's the number one in the American League. Um, and the next best is actually Lewis Robert Jr., the same, the homer, home run hitting guy at 4.9. So he's head and shoulders above him. The only person with a better one is actually Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. And, and to be fair, Mookie and, and Freddie Freeman both having a great season for the Dodgers. But that's where Shohei kind of is separated. Number one, Shohei doesn't play the field because he's a designated hitter. That decreases his wins above replacement because he's not contributing on the defense side of things. And then, like we always mention, Shohei also has a wins above replacement metric for his pitching as well. So we go over to the pitching side of things, and we look to see where Shohei is. Shohei Otani is currently the 31st best pitcher in both leagues with a 2.3 wins above replacement. However, if we want to just narrow that down to the American League, then you will find that Shohei Otani is the 14th best pitcher in the American League with a 2.3 ERA. So Shohei Otani is the best hitter in both leagues, and he's in the top 20 in pitching, top 15 actually, in the American League as a pitcher. So he's your MVP, guys, and it's not even close when it comes to the American League. Like I said, 10 homers over the next guy. So I just want to see him beat Olsen for homers, see him lead the league in homers, and then just do his best as far as finishing off the season as a pitcher. He's been hot. If he keeps this up, he's really going to have a legendary season, and he already is, but you want to see him really finish strong. So there you have it, guys. We'll see how Shohei does against the Reds and then on the road against the Mets. Should be a couple exciting moments, and I think the highlight's going to be well, Shohei pitching on Wednesday and then Shohei hitting against Kodai Senga on the uh, the opener of that series against the Mets. So we'll see how Shohei does, and I'll be right back with you on Monday with another episode. So make sure you tune in. Hit that subscribe button on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening, and then make sure to follow us on Instagram at Otani Talk. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.